0: A to Z of UK TV drama with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes. back to an A to Z of UK TV drama. Hello, Martin. Hello, Andy. I'm glad. I hope that
1: they will come back. Yes,
0: returnees to the podcast, we hope.
1: And it's all new today. All new.
0: Yes, absolutely is.
1: And we've reached the letter B. We have reached B. And what have we decided to go for? Uh, we have decided to go for the Bide of Mecca Fair, which is a Yorkshire television production written by Alan Plater, which was on television in January and February of 1985 True fact Pinned it (laughs) As the only one I've got
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm sure a lot of you will remember it It starred James Bolam and Barbara Flynn Um, Supporting cast Terence Rigby, Dominic Jeff Cockle and Blake Lee James Grout, Dudley Sutton Brilliant character actors Um, I'm going to start by talking about Alan Plater If I may You may Good uh, <laughs> I've got all this stuff in front of me So, that, so that's really useful yeah. So um, I think he Really just uh, such an accomplished Playwright and writer for the screen um, You will know a Very British Coup which, For which he won the best drama BAFTA. Fortunes of War which is one of my favourite Scripted dramas ever um, mm-hmm. And he also did my favourite Miss Marple He I didn't know this until this morning He um, did the dramatisation of A Murder is Announced Which is a very he good did. one Yeah um, and
1: he did, uh, in his late career, he did, uh, I think, a, a Lewis a year for four, four years on the trot.
0: Yeah.
1: So, and, of course, started off with things like Z Cars and Softly Softly. And, yeah. and, and basically worked for nearly 50 years. He was
0: very, um, what's the word? Prolific. Prolific, well done. Um see, that's why we're such a good team. Now, in 2012, I saw his revival of Close the Coal House Door... Um, okay Which was, a f- it's a fantastic sort of um, landscape of the northeast Around the, the mining industry and the terrible things that happened um, To the people who were miners, um, including the children And it was written by Alan Plater in collaboration with um, Alex Glasgow mm-hmm. And it was based on the writings of Sid Chaplin Yeah, Chaplin, now that's important um, It is because that was the name that he gave to James Bolham's character in Bidebeck Affair. And mm-hmm. Sid Chaplin also contributed to When the Boat Comes In, set in the Northeast, which
1: was, of course, starring James Bolham.
0: So it all links up.
1: <laughs> oh, everything links up. The, the connectedness of all things, which, again, is interesting. Yes.
0: Uh, um, because of the, yeah. the,
1: the nature of the plot. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Exactly.
0: Gosh, it's getting very meta already. And, of course, Alan Plater was also originally from the Northeast, as is the character of Trevor Chaplin. And, yes,
1: that, I just wanted that, to that, mention is, all of that. Oh, yes, he's also a very, very political writer. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it slips under the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he kind of hides it behind this veneer of uh, sort of it's a bit funny and it's a bit quirky. And yet this is actually, as a drama, this has got some really, really strong things to say about society and the way it's set up, and uh, but again, we'll come on to that. But, yeah, uh, no, no, but that's, he's yeah. he's 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 kind of like he's kind of subversive whilst looking respectable and mainstream it's really 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 clever stuff
0: it is and i wrote down subversive many times in my notes (laughs) oh
1: yes i mean it it is i mean it 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 sort of it sort of feeds right through i mean you've got six episodes of this you know so uh, six lost 50 minutes so it's nearly what five hours you know and 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 basically everywhere there are little punches at at society and 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 shall we say well I i wouldn't necessarily say the right but the wealthy privilege part of society. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and, he, and you know, he, he gets his punches in very well. He does.
2: Aristophanes Street. Right. Won't be easy, finding number 27.
3: No, not easy. Mind you, when you look at all this. Yes, I know. Has he got a name? Redevelopment. Where I come from, they're always doing this. In that funny place where the people say, how we and why you're man.
2: There's a lot of it about. Everywhere.
3: Redevelopment. If you get voted on the council, you'd want to do this kind of thing, will you?
2: Haven't you read my manifesto?
3: I post them, I don't read them. Quote,
2: If I am elected, I will call a halt to the official vandalism and desecration that have been done to England's green and pleasant land.
0: You're too late, Pet. So I'll just give a, a brief synopsis of the plot. Okay. Um, yeah, this time we're covering all six episodes. Um, last time we just did one episode of All Creatures, but this time we decided to cover the whole thing. Um, so, the plot is that James Bullen plays Trevor Chaplin. He's a teacher. He has a partner who's also a teacher, an English teacher, Jill Swinburne. And he loves he loves football. He loves jazz, particularly particularly the work of Bix And um, One day he's visited by a platinum blonde um, who is doing mail order door to door, and he orders some Big Spider Beck records from her. And then when they turn up, they're not Big Spider Beck records. And from there, the drama ensues. <laughs> <laughs> Much hilarity ensues. Yes, yes, exactly. No, um, yes. um, yeah, so, I mean, beyond that, it's about how they're investigated because they're subversive um, by a. Police? Sar- is he in a, Is he a sergeant? I can't forget. Uh,
1: he's a detective
0: sergeant. Detective sergeant, sergeant. yes. yes. Hobson, played by Dominic Jeffcott, who is investigating both of them because they're lefty teachers. And two other characters we meet, Big Al and Little Norm, who are running a sort of... Um, well, they call it the white economy, don't they? Which I, I troubled, yeah. I struggled with that term for well yeah i mean of
1: it of its time <laughs> yes there are a few other things of its time i'd like to come back to you later but um a world, yes yeah well yes so, so, it, 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 there is there is a, 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 a it, there is this sense of uh, black is bad white is good which has yeah. it, kind of been cultural for years yes as as, as a term yes not, you know uh and and somehow nowadays it feels oh yeah you need to find some other way of calling it that you yeah. know it's like the good or the bad economy would be better but Indeed. we didn't do that then so no
0: actually let's just get those things out of the way first because most of it is so glorious mm. so the other things mm. I really struggled with was at one point Dudley Sutton's character had a line about um unnatural sex in a public sc- in a private school she <laughs> thought oh god don't say that
1: well <laughs> it.
0: and then, yeah. another bit was when she was with the town planning Person. Yes,
1: and she threatened, there's, there's a rape guy. She plays,
0: yeah. yeah, to cry
1: rape. And yeah, yeah. Ooh, no,
0: yeah. but they well, were the only two it's... moments that I. I mean, what else did you see that was like that?
1: No, I I think that 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 was the one that really jarred for me. Yeah, and I wrote it down in big letters. <laughs> so yes, it did it did it did bother me. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, again, it's it, it it you can't you can't justify these things. There's no way you can justify these things at all. It's just that, uh, in in the modern culture of people making wrong right and wrong claims and everything like that it, it 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 doesn't sit well unfortunately i suspect in the in the 1985 yeah. world 1984 1985 world it would have been shorthand for uh, those kind of things that happened and uh, and i suspect that it was in police dramas left right and center at that time yeah i can't remember whether we were in the in the era then of you know those those police documentaries, do you remember the uh, where which actually changed the way people were interviewed? Ah, okay. There were there was a there was a series I can't remember whether it was uh, ITV. Uh, I can't remember whether it was it was based in in the Met hmm. and, they, in, they, and they interviewed a, a rape source, uh, a rape sorry a rape victim. Yeah. And it basically you know questions are asked in the house as often are about television. Uh, or at least were about television, and uh, I, it may well have been in, in the broader spectrum of that as well going mm. on, but I'm not I'm not quite sure of the dates of that, so we may have to cut all of that. <laughs> so
0: I have a question for you, um, okay. which is, did you have lefty teachers when you were at school
1: with communist leanings who who ah. influenced you? It's very interesting, that, because I actually suspect that none of my teachers at all let me n- n- know a damn thing about their, um, their politics. I don't, th- we, we, I don't think it ever came. up. Well, maybe I was just a very dim kid.
0: <laughs> OK, so so my experience of teachers at school and mm. lefty subver- subversion and communist leanings, absolutely spot on with this. I mean, maybe it's because of the age I am. And I was 13 at the time that Biodifact Fair went out. And I was like, God, these yeah, are my so, teachers. Honestly, they were just right. my teachers, yeah. totally, yeah. totally flip, totally coming at you with um, propaganda. Now, looking back, I see it's propaganda, but I didn't realize that at the time. And actually, some of them are pretty strong communist. You know, they, I remember being talked to about how wonderful communism was and me mm-hmm. going home and talking to my mum about it and saying, oh, it sounds much better than capitalism. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it was pretty open. And I think there's a point in the drama We'd where they talk about how we can't have political leanings, but um, right. yeah. So for me, um, the characters of Jill and Trevor were very identical. These are our teachers. Yeah, yeah. Interesting.
1: Interesting. I, I know. I know. I mean, the, the other the other thing was that, uh, that at that time, the, the school I went to didn't have any girls mm. in it. So that may have changed things. Anyway, so there were, there were not that many female mm. teachers. To be fair. Um, we had a we did have a Russian teacher, mm. who, who who took a trip uh, in the year of the um, Moscow Olympics, took a school trip to Moscow. <laughs> bet that went down in the history books of some <laughs> so, school. <laughs> well, what the, th- what the thing about it is, is the the amount of television I watch from that kind of era, you know, anybody who went to Russia was, yes. you know, I mean, the, all the police series. Anybody, uh, I mean, I, I, it. What fascinates me about uh, programs like uh, Callan. Mm. And some some of the police series, like even like Dixon and Doc Green to a certain extent, or C and D. There we go. No, they <laughs> they actually intellectuals are seen as suspect. Yes. And 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 universities are always hotbeds of yeah. intrigue and 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 bad things and what have you. So there was a suspicion of education generally, even back then. I mean, I know we've got a different world now where education is frowned upon for different mm. reasons, but. Um, there was, a, there was a definite sense in, the, in those days that uh, you know clever folk were not to be trusted. Yeah.
0: Well, certainly um, Trevor and Jill certainly promote a lot of um, suspicion in Hobson, don't they? Just because they're different, they're eccentric, they do unusual things. It is my view that the major challenge to the police force in the
3: 1980s lies not with so-called major crime. A bank robbery is a bank robbery and is clearly visible to the naked eye. My chosen area of investigation lies on the fringes of criminal activity. I'm especially concerned with the behaviour of people who, while apparently respectable, indulge in activities that are in some way unusual, suspect, eccentric, subversive, contrary to the normal standard of human behaviour.
0: Now, this is an interesting thing. Are they ordinary? And because the idea of Alan Plater's dramas is all about people are ordinary but they find themselves Mm. doing extraordinary things? Or is it that they're actually extraordinary, but they think they're ordinary? I couldn't decide because I think they're very unusual people in a way, but are we all like that? What do you think?
1: It's interesting that that she, uh, I mean, she's a green before they were called greens. I mean, she's she's an environmentalist, so the environmental issue uh, keeps cropping up. But also, you've got this sense of she was, you know, she was, she'd kicked out her husband. She was divorced, and she was living in sin, and all this kind of thing. All of which didn't sit well with Thatcher's Britain when no. you think about it. When when she was going about Victorian values and everything yes. like that, it it didn't it didn't really it they were I mean, I, I knew people like that in my personal life, weirdly, yeah. but I didn't know them. In you know, like parents of friends of mine were you know very much of the same yeah. kind of the say, cut from the same kind yeah. of cloth. But um but generally speaking, they were shall we say, not not well, I say I wouldn't say not normal, but not the yes. norm. Not the not the mean, yeah. if you like, of how society was set up in those yeah. days, you know? There's also a theme of,
0: of smallness about how this is a small drama and it's playing out in in a small way. There's no big I mean because Alan Plater hated car chasers and he hated anything to mm over the top and extravagant and you know he he kind of sends it up with the parody of the meeting in um, the multi-story car park and and how yes
1: it's- uh, well again all the all the actual tropes of crime drama and all the tropes of of film noir are in yes. the mix there's very much he's, he's riffing on you know there are film quotes throughout yeah. as well but he's actually riffing on those plots you know the Maltese Falcon and what have you they're but all it's in
0: deliberately there. small isn't um, it it's so small it is. I mean,
1: I sent you a quote, yeah. didn't I? Um, which was basically that um, every what he what he actually says is that every little thing that happens is possible and credible, but when you string them all together, the effect is totally surreal, and that is helped by the realistic setting. Yeah. So it's kind of, in many ways, it's like life. It kind of is like life, but it's larger than life, but it's smaller than life. Yes, which is, which is a odd way of no, putting it. Exactly... I think I yeah, know, I know what, I mean. what you
0: mean as well. It's fascinating.
3: Is this the warehouse? Yes, I've never seen a warehouse like this before. There aren't many like it. It's really the parish church of St. Matthews. Are you a religious man? No, I'm a fervent atheist. There are very few worshippers, but we have a good Cubs football team, a broad-minded vicar and warehouse facilities.
0: So, I was struck of course by the dialogue I mean the dialogue is just glorious and in fact my notes are no use to me for this recording this podcast because all they are <laughs> is just lists and lists of quotes of what they say during the episodes and I read them back and I was like well this doesn't help yes. me at all <laughs> no. um, but some of the one-liners that really made me laugh is like when they went to the, the church which was a, a warehouse underneath and then oh, and Jill yes. says
1: well it's a bigger hobby than fretwork <laughs> I love that one <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think my my favourite was when it when he and, he and he made a point of it because he knew when he said that they, were, they were going to out for the count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which 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 uh, which again comes to the election part of the uh, story, which of course is is later. Yeah. On. But uh, that was that was uh, there are some lovely lines in it. I mean, I don't know if you know the original Thin Man films.
0: No, I don't. I re- I, re- I realized it was riffing on those, but I ha- I don't know. Th-
1: I, I just I just wrote it down. Now, there, there there is there is a definite sense of, right. of that, you know. Although the the Thin Man were from a different end, you know, of mm. society, a different layer of society, and obviously American. But there's that snappy dialogue between. Oh, it's, it's a bit like it's and, a bit like a um, the, a Leeds version of Moonlighting. I felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yes. You know. Which is interesting. I don't know if you ever saw a series. Here we go. I'm going off on a tangent again. But if you, there was a series called Out of the okay. Blue a short police no. series a couple of seasons uh, which uh, I think uh, John Hannah was in about uh, it was after NYPD Blue had been on in America and it was kind of like they tried to make NYPD Blue but in Leeds love it <laughs> and somehow it never really quite worked because of Cortina's or Sierra's didn't really look exotic and but, interesting but, yeah. and they had the same kind of cutting yeah. and 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 you know moving and camera work but it was just yeah, but late.
0: what this does is it glories in the parochial, doesn't it? It's so deliberately parochial and, and small, which is perfect. Well,
1: yes, and 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 there is and there is a beauty to that. I mean, there is there is. A, I mean, if you actually even the way the shots are framed. I mean, you get these grey. So I know towards the end it, the summer is coming, so it's obviously production. Uh, it gets a bit brighter, but. Uh, those 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 shots of the school i actually wrote down it almost felt like the stairs in the school were a character in the film right? <laughs> yeah yeah you know but also you uh, these these wide the wide shot of that big block of flats where the the platinum yeah, blonde yeah. goes and and they just view it from you know again it's making a statement just in that frame if you see mm, what i mean absolutely i'm waving my arms about here i can't see you doing that way. but i i believe that you're doing that going
0: back to the dialogue the the other stuff I always liked was every time they were they either talked about being sensible and mature adults or were accused of being sensible and mature adults they were like no they just the child we are not the that. childish yes, the childishness <laughs> was so enjoyable it was beautiful. and now as an adult I you know you revel in that even more I mean as a kid of 13 watching this I, I really enjoyed it but I couldn't understand that hmm. feeling and I just thought, oh it's funny these adults being playful but now I... Absolutely mm. understand the need to be like that as much of the time as I can be.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
3: Somebody smashed all the windows. Yes. Well, bearing in mind it's a greenhouse, that's a bit fundamental. And do you draw any conclusions from this? Well, technically speaking, like as a greenhouse, it's knackered, isn't it? And who might have done such a thing? I'd say. Either somebody that doesn't like me, or, or doesn't like greenhouses, or, or doesn't like both. Unless, of course, it's a purely arbitrary bit of destruction, in which case it's somebody that doesn't like himself, or herself. Well, or themselves, if there's more than one. So that narrows it down a bit, doesn't it?
2: Eliminates a few possibilities, I think, Sergeant.
3: Mm, yes. Narrows it down to almost the entire human race. Except it must be local. People don't travel long distances to do this kind of thing. I find the whole of this situation highly suspect. Good! That's your job, isn't it? Suspecting people.
2: It's your duty to society to suspect people, including us.
3: We're grateful to you.
2: But you might not find true happiness at the personal level.
0: Um, I want to ask you about Colin Blakely's character, the um, the chief keeper, her. Comes
1: in in the uh, yes, forest, Because yes.
0: I was really surprised, because... Cause initially you warm to him because he doesn't like hobson mm. and he says mm. i don't like you and i think you're useless he actually says to him at one point yeah and he says i don't know I... What, you know i'm persecuting you and it's not fair and initially you, you think yeah. he's hilarious because of that but then he turns out to be the
1: big bad doesn't he yeah the old the old-fashioned copper who doesn't doesn't like um again uh in that interview uh, i i Sent new bits from. He, he actually says that that when it was broadcast, a lot of coppers came up to it. Alan Plater said, "You know, oh yeah, we know loads like that. They they all hate the the uh, graduate policemen. Yes. <laughs> you know." But this this is the whole thing about you know, you've written a thesis and all that kind of thing. You know, and it, and it is kind of disturbing. I mean, again, you know, again, we are spoiling the plot that he that he turns. Oh, out we to are the, sorry, the, the big band. But <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, it. You know, let's face it. It's spoilers. You can't spoilers for 1985, all... can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, well, I always say you can't really spoil something that's what that how was it thirty six years old. <laughs> I got told off once for for ruining the end of um, uh, Thilma and Louise. <laughs> uh, ten, ten years <laughs> after oh, it came out. Oh, yeah, so, so I said, like, I've not so, seen it.
0: <sighs> well, you've had a yeah, chance,
1: yeah. you know. <laughs> no, that was
0: a, that was a very good twist for me, and it was interesting that I didn't see it coming. I was surprised because I thought oh, I really liked this character because he hates Hobson. And I was like, oh, actually, no. One of mm-hmm. the reasons he hates him is because he's that. likely to be found out by him.
1: Yeah. But did you hate Hobson? That's the interesting oh, thing. He
0: he irritated me and Yes. I, I disliked the fact intensely that he was after Trevor and Jill and didn't yes. like their playfulness and their, their playing up mm. to him. But mm.
1: later you sort of you're warm to you, him when you did you see him as a threat though? That, you know, did you actually see this? When I mean, had you seen it before, apart from when you watched it on first transmission? Had you seen it in the interview? I had in one. Had you remembered? But I, I had only
0: right. vague memories of it. And he's not very. He's not a very mm.
1: credible threat. Do you think? He, well, he's, he, I was just wondering. Did you sense that he was? You know, that he, he was. he was, you know, homing in on them or. Was it just that he. Would, yeah. I, I, I'm interested to think, you know, if people were watching it, would they see him as, oh, he's the one who's going to bring them down? I don't think that's or... obvious,
0: is it? Because he's, he's such a pillar, no.
1: really. Well, they're going to, they are obviously going to outwit yes. the idiots. Yeah, I yes. think so.
0: And the only out, he only outwits them because people start. Because Jill and um, Big Al end up giving him information,
1: you know. Yes, precisely. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, do you think that they. Um, do you think that his character i mean do you think um alan plater didn't like school? oh either? yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah totally <laughs> totally but right. he also recognized that time was coming because there was an interesting thing yes. about hobson being you know the future of information and all that and um mm. at one point they said, they said something about the world will disappear under a, a mountain of a giant mountain of information uh, well and yes, here we are but what or misinformation. Well I guess he didn't say yeah. that though and I was kind of almost disappointed that Plato wasn't prescient enough to say <laughs> a world of misinformation because this is all about this what this is about is information and misinformation isn't it so maybe he was prescient in that sense but yeah hmm so I also wanted to talk about Brexit sadly
1: <laughs> don't know. no okay fair <laughs> enough <laughs>
0: Just because it's impossible to watch any drama at the moment without seeing it through the lens of Brexit. And um, there was a line about relying on the good sense of the electorate, which made me move around in my seat. <laughs>
1: well, I've, se- I've seen how your latest poll on World Enough and Time is going, so I'm not... I'm not, I'm not...
0: <laughs> exactly. But that hideous, bloated... <laughs> fat conservative. I know it's, it's size shouldn't matter. But that horrible James Grout character, Mr McAllister, was such a Brexiteer. Ah, feathering we come his own to, we, nest.
1: Come to, we come to Grouty quite uh-huh. late on, don't we? And and uh I mean the interesting I, I mean he's only in I think it's the one scene, isn't it? Or or this, the scene maybe, yeah. when the Yeah. In uh, in the in the I don't think he says much in the in the in the in the follow up episode, but but in that one scene where they go to, mm. to dinner. He is, I mean, this is lovable James Graft, yes. really, you know, and he is so sinister. Yeah, totally. He is he is terrifying, yeah. and it's just the words he's using as a person in position of power, uh, who basically wants the status quo yes. to remain, and basically he wants his swimming pool, and he, these people are messing with it, and the amount of threats. I mean, I know they've actually they had a subplot about you know threats about you know, the, the, you know bombs and. Such like, and and there was the noose, wasn't there, in the in the classroom, and and so on oh, and the dead cat Mm. as well. Yes, yes. The cat died. Yes. Sorry, Lisa. Yeah, no, no. no, Yeah, (laughs) I mean, uh, the the dog doesn't die. Um, In in other news. (laughs) In other news. So that's a plus. But a a random cat we never see. Yeah. Doesn't make yeah, it so, yeah. so you can watch it but, leave. But this if was you were. all this all is all at the hands of the McAllister yes. brothers, and one of whom isn't Mr. James, lovely, lovely James Grout.
3: Well, if we're having a straight talk, let's get it clear. You want to be entertained in this house, you move back into your flat damn quick. I see. Any more instructions? Suggestions, Trevor, that's all. I never tell anyone how to live his life. You got any more suggestions?
1: Helen.
2: My mother will be needing help in the kitchen.
3: I think you should stay, Helen. You might learn something about men, or at least about your father. Yes, Mr. McAllister? All right. I also suggest that you keep away from that mob on the estate. Big Al? I don't know any of their names. i so keep my distance. And get other people to put the pressure on. Pressure? I have no idea what you mean. I mean funny phone calls and sabotaging election meetings and smashing up a fella's greenhouse. That's what I mean that sounds to me like hysterical rambling a few people get together to organize a little mail-order business off their own bat simple self-help organization if people need goods and services they should go to the proper place like shops yes like shops well you're bound to believe in that aren't you after all you've got hundreds of bloody shops it's about equilibrium it's not about shops
0: equilibrium there has to be a balance in the way we organize society if somebody disturbs that balance you lose your swimming pool Another Brexit line that I want to mention is um, it, there was a line: mm-hmm. civilization can cause its own destruction. And I was like, yes, absolutely well, true.
1: Again, trying, trying. Try I always try not to be too topical, so you can cut this <laughs> if you want. But um, the uh, yesterday there was a, a story uh, about a farmer who wanted to bulldoze a wood. Mm-hmm. And 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 he, and they took him to court to stop him do it, and the judge has basically said, no, you're allowed to do it. Now Chris uh, Packham uh-huh. quoted this story yesterday, and he was basically saying everything is still done in the favour of the yeah. businessman. That's what happened. He said they could build those sheds anywhere, but he wants to build it on this yeah. woodland, and and the courts say yeah. that's fine. And until we start, and again. Getting back to Jill and her environmentalism. And still we start thinking, actually, the priority should not be business. The world is basically screwed. And it's
0: all there in the Beiderbeck affair. You've got Jill discovering in the town planning that um, land that was set aside for housing was sold to supermarkets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's all here and nothing has effing changed. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Absolutely well, Yes. and and yeah i mean it's it's hard it's hard to argue really um you know i mean i know, i know what your position is on these things i know what my position <laughs> yes. is on these things and quite frankly i think they're more in you know, in sync than you know but but the the problem has become that we we are we are allowing these people to do it and and writers were telling us this 20 30 40 yeah. years ago and and people i don't know whether they just think oh it's entertainment it's not like the real yeah. world but, but these writers are writing about the real world and they're kind of hiding it. And nowadays, I think maybe they need to come out with a bloody big stick and start, you know, instead of being subtle well, about it. Why, no, no, these people are bad. That's
0: why I so enjoyed Orphan 55, the Doctor Who story, because it was saying at the right. end, look, this is your planet, you fuckwits. So you know, rather than being subtle about <laughs> I know, it, it's I like, like that saying, it wasn't actually one of Jodie's lines. The internet would have <laughs> melted. But this is the point. Let's not be subtle anymore about this shit. No, no,
1: absolutely. Anyway,
0: let's get on our loudspeakers in James Boleum's car and say, vote Jill Swinburne. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everyone she's terrific in bed. (laughs) We
1: are on the brink of a new era, if only. Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was good. Well done.
1: (laughs) Um.
2: What was that you said?
3: We are on the brink of a new era, if only. I
2: thought that's what you said. It is. Doesn't it rather peter out as a political doctrine?
3: That's because something exploded at the vital moment. Let me have a look. It's all wires. That's how electricity travels, along wires. My friends! Vote for Jill Swinburne. A vote for Swinburne is a vote for freedom. What's more, she's terrific in bed. Give
2: me that, you stupid pillock! The neighbours, my dear. How do you
3: switch it off? You switch, switch the switchbox switch. switch, the switch, switch, mark, switch. switch.
0: You've probably lost me the election. I might have won you the election. Going back to the Brexit thing as well, there was something that, that I found w- w- interesting from another angle is okay. obviously there's so people those people who voted for Brexit and those people who voted for the Tories, um, not because they're stupid, but because they wanted to change or, or whatever. Yeah. And and there was I felt there was this sort of underclass feel to to Big Al and his all of his brothers, his many brothers. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying he was like under working class and he wasn't like on the poverty line, but Mm. (coughs) he was working class. And there was a feeling like he was out. He was completely a victim of government and society and of and of just a shit situation in the north. So you can understand them um, reacting in a way um, that is saying, well, this has no meaning for me. Let's carve out our own meaning. And you can yes. see that also, therefore, why those people are right for um, for being convinced of, of of stuff that maybe I don't know what am I trying to say. I hope not to sound patronising. Well, I think but... I
1: think no, it, it's weaponised politics yeah. really. When it when it comes down to it, I mean, ultimately, most people, generally speaking, are reasonable. Yeah. And most people pretty much want to be left alone and things to stay much the same. Yeah. The thing that the thing I always think about um, uh, Britain. Is that we were never, as a culture, that extreme, but but people have been driven to the edges. Yes. I think now, and actually most of Britain, most of the time, basically just wanted things to, you know, they, you know. I mean, most people... unfortunately, uh, reason that we now have other problems is that people want people to be like them. Mm. You know, so I mean, I mean, I, 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 there's a, there's a pattern of behaviour. this she's getting really off the subject. No, no, it's good. There's a pattern of behaviour by by. Uh, I, if you if you notice that when people get together, people are going when you're getting married. Yeah. And then when they get married, it's when you're having kids. Yeah, totally. And it's it's this this whole we want you to be like us. Uh-huh. We want you to have to have the same miserable life that we've got <laughs> yes. or whatever. because it's The but, done thing. <laughs> but because because birds of a feather, you know, yeah. flock together, whatever. And people don't like people who are different. Again, this brings us back <clears throat> to our outsiders of um, Trevor and uh, Jill. Yeah. Because totally. the outside, I mean, he, she doesn't fit in on the estate she lives in. No, um, and the neighbours all are very suspicious of her mm. because they live a different lifestyle. You know that this chap comes along in his van once a week and stays overnight. in yes. Shock horror! <laughs> yes. On the estate, this wouldn't be acceptable. Yeah. It's interesting that she moves house by the end of the series, and, um, and, the, and, the, and the and the and in the interview that uh, Plato made, he, he says, "Well, her husband had bought that house." And she wouldn't have kept it. Yes. She wanted that. She wanted her own kind of place, sense. and yeah. and and the house in the follow up series f- series is series is, is, is are, <laughs> are is is much more the kind of house you would expect her to be living in. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now oh, that is interesting.
0: Um, I I think we should touch on um the comparison between hi, um between Jill and Helen of Tadcaster.
1: Oh, Helen of Tadcaster, who of course is. Son, daughter, son, <laughs> <laughs> the son. Uh, that would have been the left wing. Yeah. No, uh, daughter of, of you know Arch, of Mister Grout, It turns yes. out, which of course is why you have to call her Helen of Tadcaster, because otherwise the game would have been oh. up. You know. Yeah. Yes. And she is
0: a very much more conventional character, and she's Trevor Chaplin's former
1: beau, isn't she? Or do you say yes? Beau? That's right. <laughs> uh, yes, she. Yes, well, well, pardon, I mean, fiancé. Fiancé. Fiancé.
0: Fiancé. What did you feel about the coin flipping? Because there's this scene in which um, Helen and Jill get a bit drunk at a restaurant and they coin flip as to who's going to have Trevor, without Trevor having any sort of say in the matter. And he later refers, says, oh, I feel like I've been made just to be a sex object. Um, But what did you feel about that
1: content? It's interesting because I suspect it's one of those things that if two chaps had done it, you'd have thought it was hilarious. Exactly. Well, back and, in the day, uh, back in the day, not mm. now. Mm. Back in the day, in it's, the I mean, 70s, again, it's, it maybe. is subver- No, it is subversive. Mm. Um, and obviously, the, the interesting thing about that, to my mind, is that Helen seems to take it more seriously than Jill does. Yes, she totally. And then in the end, he just says, "Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not." Anybody's for the flip of a coin. Thank you very much. I'm going to do what I want to yes. do, which of course is is precisely what should happen. Yes, but but it's interesting also that despite the fact that I mean she she is actually the uh, she is seen as this a threat to their
0: yeah
1: idyll, Yes yes not yeah, exactly yeah. idyll I suppose but she's it's the status quo of, of their life and and in, but she's allowed that moment of strength even though it basically means ringing evil daddy yes you know when they're um arrested is it they're arrested yes because because hobson's yeah. planted the toothbrush in the flat. Mm. yeah and it goes away because she rings yeah. daddy's friend yeah. you know but so but, so in many ways she 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 plays a, a kind of crucial role she does but it's but it's it's still and then but they basically once he b- buggers off on after the Sunday lunch, we never hear from her again.
0: No, well, well he says that's it. Because she says, I'll see you again soon. she said, that, I'll, I, goodbye forever is what he says, doesn't he? He yeah. says, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the reason why, as you just wisely picked out there, was the reason why I struggled with it is because it's two women flipping a coin for a man. And I really mm. should be more comfortable with that idea but as much of a feminist i think i am i think there's latent <laughs> chauvinism that makes me
1: still struggle with that perhaps well it's also wrong anyway you know? yes, I mean, yeah yes maybe that's it let's say it's that you know and and, and of course and well and, and, and let's face it you know there are some some chaps who would have found that they'd, they'd love that <laughs> they'd really get off on that yeah two actually women. yeah two yeah. women fighting you know, over them yeah, yeah. you know, it's you know object, so again, yeah. it, it it's a kind of it's kind of the whole sexual politics thing in a very in a very easy, brief scene that actually says a lot without being very much. Yes. and there's you know, so much of because, that in here, isn't there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you go you go back to um, uh, you know the the election, mm. you know, and and how, how they actually go through and they're trying to work out who were the fifty four people who voted for. <laughs> yes,
0: and then they name about five of them, which is about ten yeah. percent of them already.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I probably know them all personally.
3: Well, you know me. I voted for you. And I know me. I voted for me. Big Al. Little Norm. Mr. Carter, he said he voted for you.
2: Al said 500 of his contacts on the estate were going to vote for me.
3: Al's mm. friends.
2: Call that six.
3: Right. And what about the vicar?
2: We'll score one for the vicar. Yeah.
3: Any of our friends on the police force? Doubt it. Yeah, well, I'll make that uh, 11 so far. I've only got four matches left. So? You didn't think it'd be easy, did you? Saving
2: the planet Earth? Of course not. But it does seem a hell of a lot of
0: effort for a handful of matches. Um, I thought there was an interesting sort of through line of the question of what is crime and who is the criminal all the way through, and oh. I thought that was
1: very clever. Well, yes. I mean, again, when when you it's in, I don't I, I mean I've I've been watching um, softly softly uh-huh. recently, sorry, Task Force. Yeah, not just softly softly. I've been watching Task Force, and like I say, about like, last year I watched some Z Cars and what have you, and Alan Plater's scripts are always a little bit quirky. Mm-hmm. They are always a little bit about the underdog, and you know, at least the ones I've seen. Mm. I mean, okay, maybe they weren't always like that, but uh, th- there is very much this sense of us against the system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he, he doesn't, st- as far as I can remember, he doesn't really write these big crime stories. It's always, it's always, you know, petty theft and people getting, you know, into trouble over over small, small moments. And his are more character pieces, which, of course, uh, when he starts writing his own stuff, makes sense, you know. Yeah. yeah. It, interestingly enough, of course, um, having been watching uh, Task Force, is uh, Terence Rigby. Ah, now, okay. Now, Terence Rigby, I really, I'll be honest, and I never rated him as an actor. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, in Softly Softly, he's a bit, I think he's a bit wooden, and he, he did The Hound of the Baskervilles with Tom Baker. Ah,
0: yes, of course, yeah.
1: And uh, again, I never really I, I, people do so. He, he sort of slept, sleepwalked through it. Sleepwalked, sleep, uh, you know. He, uh, and yet, he's actually incredibly good in this. It's almost like this was written for him. And he's and obviously they must have had that relationship before. Like, I mean, I don't know whether uh, uh, he had any. Uh, Alan plays had any sort of influence on the casting. Mm. But uh, but Terence Rigby, he probably you know it could have been this would be really good play by Terence. And he was and, and he's so good in it. It's such a subtle performance but it's not a bad performance oh, it, not it's at all. actually extremely good it's
0: incredibly real um and you get the feeling that the, one of the reasons why Terence Rigby really got the part of big big alan really played it so well was because it was true to him and maybe perhaps mm. true to his experience or the people around him it didn't feel like acting in a way
1: it has a wonderful world weariness but it's a, it's a positive world weariness yes if if that's not he he doesn't he doesn't come across as bitter in and I mean some of the things he says hmm. But actually he plays against that And it's almost like he finds the whole world Incredibly funny Because when, the, in yeah, cause when at the allotment His greenhouse is destroyed And mm. he's really
0: quite level headed About it and he says well it's Antisocial yes this greenhouse has been destroyed But mm. maybe it was just arbitrary Destruction and the person who did it mm. actually Dislikes themselves
1: And it was mm. incredibly, yes. incredibly existential And fascinating Absolutely. that he came up with that Idea yeah, and again, I mean, when when you when you think about that that scene, you know, it it's it's not. It, I mean, let's face it. If if would you spent, you know, you had your green, you'd be going, oh bloody hell! But you know, it's it's so underplayed. It it not one underplayed, but 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 against what you'd expect. Yeah, it it's 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 a beautiful scene, and again, it's one of those little ways that uh, Plato seeds his worldview. Yes. You know, the the kids the kids aren't vandals because they're they're bad. They're vandals because the world has made them that way in many ways. Yeah, indeed.
3: We know it was the McAllisters who organised the smashing up of your greenhouse. Yes, that was a bit antisocial when you think about it. Why do people do things like that? They, they can't all have had unhappy childhoods.
2: He doesn't approve of your activities within the community.
3: So, you reckon they're all three of them, Bent Forest and the McAllisters?
2: Yes, but we need more evidence.
3: More files. Files. Sergeant Hobson likes his evidence in files. We've got plenty of files, not so sure about evidence.
2: But knowing of your network of contacts.
3: We could easily invent some evidence.
2: I think we'd prefer it to be real, true evidence.
3: We're a bit old fashioned, you see, Al. Even if people are bent, we like the evidence that convicts them to be straight.
0: Any other themes or elements you want to bring out?
1: Well, there were probably loads, really. Um, I mean, again, there the are the, the thing about this, again, I, the, 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 I mean, I, I don't. I, do you know about Get Lost? Talk about Get Lost. Well, Get Lost is is the kind of this is kind of the sequel to Get Lost. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a series with uh, Alan Armstrong, uh, and it's interesting that uh, was it Keaton became Chaplin, and I can't remember the other name, the name of the 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 woman's character mm. in it. Uh Threadgold yeah. became a yeah. And it's and it's two comedians and two gold keepers apparently. Right. <laughs> so this is how he used to pick his names <laughs> for characters. Oh, see, yeah. So 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 Keaton, you know, Buster Keaton, uh, you know and apparently uh, when they were filming Get Lost they kept calling um the director kept calling uh, Alan Akeborn uh, Alan Alan Aitborn, <laughs> Alan Armstrong's character. <laughs> Alan Armstrong's character Trevor. So it said, "So to make it easier for him when we film this, I'll just call him." Trevor. I see. But I also but, think there's um, the Chaplin
0: thing from Sid Chaplin. I'm still going to say that was no, no. Well. It, it, it,
1: well, it's all in there. <laughs> it is all in there. I mean, it, it's just, it's just that's just a sort of an aside. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but what it was is they made uh, get lost, and it's the same setup. But then, for some reason, they couldn't get the cast, or they mm. couldn't. So, uh, so they recast. Uh, uh, Keaton as James Bolum. which is interesting because they all they all ended up working together on um, new tricks later on ah, yeah, so, yeah. so it all sort of collides in a yeah. everything's connected kind of a way but then uh, they recast uh, the female role as well mm. and you get Barbara Flynn who is magnificent yeah,
0: what else has yeah. she been in? I know she was in Family at War to begin with, that was her first role I'm trying to think what uh, she's...
1: very peculiar practice of course. is
0: course, which is very is, similar Dr. to Binderbeck isn't it? I
1: feel that's a and begins with begins with V when we get there.
0: <laughs> I think that's very. There's a lot of parity between Biederbeck and Peculiar Practice. It feels very similar. There is,
1: well, different writers, but yeah. but yes, they have the same anti um, system, anti-establishment yeah. sort of feel about them. Really, yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> in the second series especially, very peculiar practice. Uh, as as a quick aside, is this whole thing about the they're trying to sell off the university and the and the the. Um, lecturers sort of and the doctors are all sort of against it and that's basically the thrust of it so it is again very subversive Mm -hmm. but um but no she is I mean I I was thinking about this only only very earlier you know if Doctor Who had always been a woman yes don't you think Barbara Flynn would have been brilliant
0: oh totally because she's not an obvious she's not like your big name but she's a character actor name who
1: would just run with it yeah Okay. Yeah. I mean I mean you you, do, you you do and she she's amazing throughout this. I mean I, I was a bit concerned. It was funny actually. I thought weirdly. I mean I was watching this I've I've not seen it for a few years now and I, I always loved it. But when I sort of recommended it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I suddenly had this horrible thing. You might hate it. Oh, I see. Yeah. And and I was sitting there watching it with this hypercritical eye. Oh no! In, in case I had to, in case I had to defend it. Oh, you know, funny. I thought, I thought, I thought, because the interesting thing is, of course, you might just absolutely hate jazz. A lot of people do. Oh, I'm not keen on jazz, but I I did like it within this. In fact, if you
0: listen to um one of my one of the future episodes of World and Time, we talk about how much we hate jazz. Well, wibbly wobbly. <laughs> We talk about jazz in that. Actually, no, it will have gone out by this time. And Alex particularly talks about <laughs> how much she hates jazz, but um, but I really do love the corner. so of, Alex the corner doesn't like
1: pl- poetry, and I write poetry. So oh God,
0: she so hates poetry. She's honestly though, but... bless, <laughs> she's like that. But um, no, I really <laughs> enjoyed. Fun. I really enjoyed the jazz in this. I thought it really fitted. There was a symbiosis with the plot and the mm. the feel of it. Mm.
1: Well, there was that other quote I sent you, wasn't there, about he wanted to call the trilogy different name? Oh,
0: yes. Read that
1: out. Uh, was it the Gillespie Tapes and the Yardbird Suite?
0: Yeah.
1: And people, and someone at Yorkshire went, "Nah, lad. <laughs> now, they've only just got used to it being called Biderbecq. They know what that means now. Yeah. They've got to be all called Biderbecq. And some of them can spell it. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, spelling Biderbecq is a problem. If you actually, uh, even on the cover of Primetime, I've got here they spelt it wrong, so there we uh. go.
0: Yeah. I'm not surprised. But
1: uh it, no it's it, I mean the thing about it is is it's it's one of those things that you know that series you used to watch and it was and it was about a jazz musician and you and, but if you can't remember the name <laughs> of the guy. You know and was it that whole that beautiful quote about bullets from a bell? Yeah. You know, that uh, yeah that's that's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely gorgeous. But so I think we need to summarise how we
0: feel about the Bidebeck affair. It's definitely a hit mm. for both of us. I know this isn't jukebox jury, but we, <laughs> we haven't.
1: Well, I'll tell you what we haven't. Touched oh him. yes, tell us. Yeah, because because there is there is quite a bit. Is Dudley Sutton? Aha. Who is... Touch Dudley Sutton for us, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are two things really about how how he is. He becomes our almost like our audience identification figure, mm-hmm. but he is so world weary and cynical. But I just think that there is something beautiful about the uh, the scenes they keep having in the uh, dinner hall yeah. at the school. You know. I mean I know there's the whole Hedge trimmer thing and the and the massively underplayed look at my wound. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wounded, you know. Um, I mean I, I love the Dolly Sutton. I I, I, uh, I did see him once, uh at the Edinburgh Fringe he did a one-man show Mm. and I did actually go and I made a point oh it's Dudley Sutton we must go and see that and uh, again if you wanted a subversive accent (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know he was he was one of he was one of those and and I just feel he needs he needs uh, flagging up because because he's wonderful and now is
3: the meeting
2: a little disappointing
1: decent audience nobody turned
3: up almost nobody How very frustrating it must be when one tries to transform the whole universe and nobody turns up. What do you know about transforming the universe? I tried it once, Mrs. Swinburne, one Tuesday in 1959. These potatoes are cold.
2: There's been a breakdown in communication, the lettuce is warm.
3: Am I to understand that there was no political meeting as such?
2: As such, we went back to our place for coffee and grown-up conversation.
3: I love grown-up conversation. Like that French film. How fascinating it all sounds! Grown-up French conversation back at your
1: place, Mrs. Swinburne.
2: Just a tour, and his ex-girlfriend,
1: To make my life sound so dull. There's
2: probably a good reason for that.
1: The other thing I did want to say was, um, what's the name of the actor who Keith Marsh, who plays the supergrass? Ah, the um, the man with the dog. Who's very the man prominent. with the dog. There's a lovely there's a lovely running gag with the dog. Yes, you know. Uh, the, uh, they keep giving the. It's called Jason. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, it, and what's the dog's name? And it finally pays off when Big Al is the one who goes. Oh, and what's the owner's name? <laughs> which, which is after about six goes at this. Yeah. So, you know, it, it does. It's one of those seeded jokes. Yeah, but, but one thing I did want to say about uh, about Keith Marsh, and and again, it's one. It's completely off left field, so don't worry about it. But he is the actor that I always see in my head or used to see in my head, when I listened to The Archers for Jack Woolley. Oh, I see. The actor who played Jack Woolley looked nothing like that, but that was That's the, he, the he was for. his act. Yeah. And it was something to do, I think, because he used to be in Selwyn Progate and stuff like that, which of course is another yes. thing that Plato wrote yeah. for. So, um, you know, it, again, he seems he seems to have sort of picked and chosen. His repertory his, company. His, his, well, people he would liked, you know, he thought people would be good for this, that and the other. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so it, it, it's all there. Um, what else? The election. Yeah. I did want to touch on the election, just again, because it says a lot about um, how elections are actually won, really. You know, well, it's I
0: know, thoroughly I know we, depressing, we, isn't it? The results are thoroughly depressing and you couldn't get closer to the Brexit feeling either.
1: I think it's interesting again uh, with with anything like this is that if you are, if you because if you are you know that thing where if you try and put yourself when you're watching a program, you can't help but empathise with the characters mm-hmm. that you've invested in, yeah. and and somehow in the real world, people don't seem to be able to you know they'll they'll vote for their mate if their mate's standing because their mate is in the pub, but they don't seem to be able to think of these figures as real people. Yes, and so I imagine that there were lots of people going, "Oh, it's a shame." Who would then go out and vote completely different? You know, she was there on this environmental ticket. A lot of the environmental stuff that that is again seeded through the entire story. You know, is is just is just sort of there, and it's presented to you, and yet people still don't seem to actually it up, you know, at least when they go into their own ballot box,
0: yeah,
1: that it does. It doesn't quite transmit, and they, you get you think about the power of drama and people going on about how television influences, you know, when they used to say that they made children, you know, into psychopaths or whatever. Then mm. maybe it did, but you, but you know when people say the influence, oh, violence on television, sex on television, oh, oh, hell in a handcart, you know, but actually, it's amazing how when it comes to to trying to get a different message across. Or people will see it as entertainment. They won't necessarily see it as entertainment that transforms into something in their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know if that, if that makes any sense. It does. I'd, you know, mm. the other thing I did want to mention was the town hall.
0: Okay, tell us about the town hall. The, just, just, just because the there's there's, there's, yes.
1: there, there's a beautiful scene where they're trying to find the room, yeah. and they keep changing the rooms, and again, it has a has a wonderful Kafka-esque. I needed to get Kafkaesque into Well done, quality. You get more points. <laughs> you know, for that. Well, this is it. You know, I've got, I've got a list of it, but I can, I can say all these words. I get a cup of tea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Anyway, uh, no. It said so much about the local government and the the bloatedness of that, and also the the just the bureaucracy and the just oh, just the form filling feel of all of that just makes me feel and, quite and ill. You've got-
1: and you've got Robert Longdon's basically long-suffering replacement of the ga- ma- guy who left the spy. Yes. And and how subversive he is as well. Yes. And, now that know.
0: was interesting because that's again that's a twist that you kind of don't see coming. I feel. Hmm. Yeah. And
1: of course, it brings down these McAllister brothers who are bad and wrong and evil, and you know. I, so. Um, and I
0: think that town planner turns up in a later Byderbeck doing something else, which was his dream. Yes, I think he does. Yes. Was it to run a jazz club, or I don't know? It wasn't running a jazz club. Something
1: odd. I think. I think the. I think the first and the third series are, are have similar characters. Right. The second one goes off in a, a bit of a different direction, okay. but uh, but um, but then it sort of comes back. So it it becomes a trilogy by the fact that because I think Big Owl returns as well. Yes. Oddly enough, Little Norm. I'm not sure you see Little Norm again. Uh-huh. You know. So we encourage you to watch Spider Beck affair followed
0: by oh, God, yeah. followed by tapes and connection um, mm-hmm. so in summary martin summarize
1: well i suppose we should really run in slow mo down a hill
0: yes we? with our arms out <laughs> <laughs> and that was just such a brilliant scene where it's just being them and it's all they care about it's just being them in the end and that's all that matters and they yeah, Indeed. and that's that's very important in life and
1: the culture of fish and chips and cheap wine yes. you know i think it's, it's it's it it's it's just a very well crafted. I I I do worry. I mean, I worry a lot about things I enjoy that people are go- that people are going to sort of go watch this crap, you know. But because um, it is a very it is a very slow drama, and and there aren't explosions and helicopters and. You know, and people getting thrown off roofs and, and all the stuff that irritates me massively about <laughs> yes. sort of modern crime dramas, you know. But but it's 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 beautifully crafted. It is it is like a it's it's like it's like a a wonderfully it's like it was a, a machine a, a you know a watch pocket watch everything fits together yeah. and. And it all seems. If you look at the individual moments, you think, "Well, that doesn't make sense," and that's not very realistic, and that's a bit odd. And and I mean, they do a car chase in the middle. You know, the one with the the railway crossing. Oh yeah. And you get the and you and so it is a kind of car chase, but it's a car chase with a crap yellow van. And that's the point. Former, yeah. former post office van, and it just uses its cleverness to strand this this policeman. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, and of course the other the, 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 there are these two other cynical policeman <laughs> who know he's a wrong and everybody knows he's a wrong and they aren't prepared to do anything about it you know and they represent and of course you get the, and of course you get the lovely ian bleasdale
0: yes as a, as a lovely lovely priest you do he's lovely <laughs> isn't he and they're talking about how he's a, he's a lovely he goes on marches and he
1: reads the guardian yeah. <laughs> but he, well he's another he's another subversive i mean yes. that's the thing he he's letting them use the basement and again that gets clobbered by by the town planning regulations because oh you can't be you know again it, it all is this 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 web of intrigue yeah, you know that, yeah. that, and and there are these little these groups of rebels fighting against the evils out yes, and it kind of gives it gives you hope in humanity that that maybe what what some people see as bad and wrong and evil and 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 rebellious is actually where the hope lies you know no i'm seeing it as star wars set in leeds now you've said that <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's a fair point. You know, it's like Blake Seven on the A up. I've got to whip it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Excellent. I think on that note, we should we should say goodbye to um, Jill and Trevor. Indeed. And encourage you to go and watch the Beidebeck, um affair um, and and other Alan Plater. In fact, I'm sure we'll come up with some more Alan Plater further on in our run
1: oh absolutely
0: excellent well um, that's all I'm going to say so Martin next time we'll be doing C oh yes but let's let's not reveal to the the avid listener the singular listener at this point what the C (laughs) is
1: I just assume it's you
0: (laughs) so we're actually just listening to each other Um... no you
1: you get to my time of life you think nobody listens I'm I'm a bloke in his 50s nobody listens to a word (laughs) you say
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not far behind you, mate. <laughs> okay, yeah, then. Right. Well, um, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you, and I've in- thank you very for great. suggesting By the Beck because I've enjoyed revisiting, and we're going to watch the other two very soon. Excellent. Okay, then. Thanks a lot, Martin. Not a problem. Cheers. listening to an A to Z of UK TV drama with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes. Next time, Campion. If you want to get in touch with us or tell us what you think about the show you can find us on twitter at tv drama pod